Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I am joined by Lyle Hicks, who has had just an outstanding coaching career throughout Central Illinois, uh, winding up the last uh, seven years, I believe, at, at Oakwood High School, where he coached uh, golf six of those years and also taught business for uh, for five of those years. But uh, finally, after, if I count right, I think 54 years as, as a high school coach, or high school and junior college coach, uh, finally going into retirement. So, Lyle, congratulations. Thank you very much, Fred. It was quite a ride. I bet it was. Well, let's just go back to, to the days. You're a, a Rankin High School graduate. Uh, as you got out of high school, did you see yourself getting into teaching and coaching, or what uh, What were you thinking? Yeah, uh, I did. I Ever since I was about 10, my uncle inspired me, uh, knowing that he was a coach down at Unity of Tolono, that I wanted to teach and coach. So I went from high school, went to Illinois State, and uh, got my degree in uh, business and entered the teaching profession. So is your uncle Oscar Hicks? Yes, now Oscar was my uncle. So. Well, I tell you what, quite, quite a legend around Tolono. He's got a facility named after him down there. So, I mean, that, uh, you know, your tenure and his tenure, I bet that's close to 100 years, at least 75 or 80 years in the in the coaching profession. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And he, he was quite a quite a coach no doubt about and it. he saw me coach as far as i know he only saw me coach one game and uh, quite a story on that because i got up and yelled just as he walked in the gym and my aunt as they walked by leaned over and told me he said your uncle would never yell like that <laughs> so that must have been a, a basketball game right it was a basketball game down in Ridge Farm in uh, 70, 1970. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, let's kind of take you back to the beginning. You got your start uh, at Onarga High School, which uh, now, uh, unfortunately, like a lot of schools, is no longer in existence as a high school today. It's part of a consolidation. But uh, uh, you got your start there and uh, and coached uh, assistant coach in basketball for a couple of years. So talk about how what got you from Illinois State over to Onarga. Well, I just applied for different places around central Illinois, and uh, they, I believe, were the first one to offer me, so I took it, and uh, it was a good good fit, and uh, I knew the superintendent, uh, family friend, and I had been in classes with his son and at Illinois State, so it was a good fit, and I enjoyed learning from John Kuntz, uh, who was there for several years, and uh, it was uh, an interesting experience. The first day, uh, by noon, the superintendent called me into the office, and uh, him and the principal announced that I was now the head junior high baseball coach, because the baseball coach resigned after a half hour of teaching. <laughs> I bet when you got that call to the superintendent's office, though, you wondered what was going on, right? Oh, yeah first day of teaching you know you're nervous and uh, my thought was I'm going to get fired I didn't do anything <laughs> <laughs> well I understand one of the players you had there was a young man that went on to become a state representative uh, Shane Coulter what uh, what do you remember about Shane Shane was in my business class if I remember and uh, was teaching bookkeeping accounting and he also was uh, on the basketball team so I knew of him and I don't remember much about 
the various teams I had, but uh, it was an interesting experience at an Argus. So you were there for two years and maybe you would have stayed a little longer, but uh, then in 1969, you got drafted into the army. So, <laughs> uh, but I understand. Uh, I did. I got, pardon? Just, uh, but you were, you were assigned to Fort Benning and, and you were able to continue your coaching career down there in the army. Talk about that. Yeah. Well, I got uh, drafted and went down to Fort Benning and uh, was going through my advanced infantry training and, uh, they put me in a class that was overloaded, so I was uh, set up to be sent over to Vietnam, of course, and uh, I walked into the personnel office and told them that they need to hire me, so they did, and lo and behold, uh, eight weeks after, 12 weeks after I'd been in the Army, I was working full-time in the personnel office, and uh, of course, the interest in coaching, they were having some young people, uh, dependents. They had teams that uh, set up there on base for dependents, and I went and applied and got the job, coached uh, little football, coached basketball, coached baseball. If we could back up for a second, when, when you were growing up, what, what sports did you play and, and what were your favorite ones? Well, uh, I played football down at ABL before we moved to Rankin, and I enjoyed that. Loved played basketball. Uh, I just liked the shooting part of it more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then, of course, I played uh, baseball when I went to Rankin because they didn't have fall football. And then, of course, spring, uh, I ran track. So, in other words, just pretty busy throughout the school year. Always busy without the school year, yes. Well, after two years in the Army, you, you got out and um, landed your next job uh, at Ridge Farm, Illinois, uh, which again, you know, that's now part of uh, Georgetown Ridge Farm, so that high school doesn't exist, but uh, assistant football and baseball coach down there for a couple of years. Yeah, and then uh, we, Mike Wood, who was the head football and basketball coach, uh, we decided we need to have a track program. So we laid out a track on the side of the south side of the school and developed a track thing uh, program and got us a few hurdles. And I helped with uh, teaching a young man by the name of Donnie Hackler, uh, throwing the shot put. And of course, he ran the hurdles. And he was quite an athlete, was our star quarterback and point guard for Ridge Farm at the time. And uh, when Mike left, uh, I applied for the head job and uh, wasn't offered it and had an opportunity to go to Dwight. So I uh, moved to Dwight. Well, you mentioned Donnie Hackler and, and people that are longtime followers of sports in Central Illinois are certainly familiar with that name. I mean, he's been a, a football official for years, a starter in track and, and just, uh, you know, phenomenal. He's done uh, state games, I know. So. Uh, he's he's kept his hand in athletics for you know probably uh, 45 50 years as well yes he has yes he has we had some other great uh, great athletes we had gary stokes and uh, the tate we had some tate boys that were tremendous players and we had a pretty good team and uh, 
it was we had quite a few battles and sad to hear about uh, Roger Beale down at Christman passing away because uh, I remember some battles we had with the Christman Ridge Farm back in those years. Well, and I bet Christman won most of those because they didn't lose very many with Roger Beals as the coach, that's for sure. He was uh, he was an icon over 520 wins in his career. Yes, he, we didn't win too many of those games, but they were quite bad. Well, I imagine the, uh, the appeal to going to Dwight was the fact that then you were finally able to become a head coach, right? Yes, uh, I got a chance to be continue teaching business and became a head track coach assistant uh, basketball and uh, the second year there I assisted football for a year and uh, so I developed a basketball program or track program uh, we had the year before they had eight kids out for track and my first year we had 25 and by my third year we had 60 boys out for track and uh, it was, we developed the program and got it on solid footing and it's pretty solid today. Well, I believe if I remember right, uh, 20 plus years, you, you coached uh, track at, at Dwight, right? Yes, I did. And in uh, we started the Dwight Invitational with uh, on the second year I was there and it's still going. It's now become co-ed because they keep it small school. Uh, we had uh, our fourth year there. We had 28 teams coming in uh, mm. competing. Uh, we had a couple of teams come out of the Chicago suburbs that were small uh, schools up there. And uh, of course, we had uh, Gilman came in. Uh, they were still Gilman High School at the time. Rio Rohn ran. Uh, he went on to star at Eastern. And uh, I think he was trying to make the Olympic team one year. But, uh, he was one of the famous people that competed there. And we had, uh, starting my third year, we had somebody competing in shot foot every year for track, uh, down to state track meet. Uh, we had a lot of good throwers, and uh, I was fortunate. We had a lot of good uh, football coaches. Uh, Jim Rucks was there a couple of years, and he encouraged his guys to come out and participate. He was a... Uh, I think nine year, nine time letterman at the U of I. Uh, Norm Issues over at Wilma Wesley was a follow him. And a couple of years later, and Norm told the kids, if you aren't a starter on baseball team, you're in track. And one year I had his entire offensive line throwing shot foot and discus for me. And we didn't lose any track meets <laughs> with the throws. Well, you know, that's the thing back in the back in the 70s and 80s, a, a lot of football coaches were either involved with coaching track or else, like you say, uh, strongly encouraged the, the kids to go out because that was uh, they, they wanted them competing in the spring and, and getting stronger and and getting in condition like that. So that was kind of a, a conditioner for football. So I, I know that happened at a bunch of schools. Yes, and uh, I was I was wise enough that I would talk to uh, Jim, Norm, and the other football coaches and said, you're in charge of weightlifting. Only got one requirement. May 1st, you have to stop lifting because the guys need to get their legs back. So <laughs> uh, he, they don't take the throwers early and go out and have them lift weights. And I'd do the sprinters. And then when the sprinters got done, they'd go in and lift weights. And I'd take the throwers 
and work with them. So it worked out pretty good. Well, I think after about five or six years at, at Dwight, uh, you expanded and, and added a girls program. So talk about uh, getting that uh, getting that part going. Yeah, we uh, we had girls out. Uh, we had three or four show up for practice one day, and they wanted to know how we could get a girls team because they had it in the junior high, but we didn't have it in the high school. So I told them, well, you got Title IX, you got the boys, and we had equal number of sports, except for we had one more sport for boys than we did girls. And I said, go to the school board and get your parents to bring up Title IX to them. And they did, and we started the girls' program. Uh, first year, we had like 14 girls, and I had uh, one of the football coaches was my assistant, so I didn't have a female on the staff. And finally, I talked to one of the girl PE teachers to become the assistant track coach, and they did. And uh, second year, we had track. We had a young lady qualified, Beth Lasser, uh, for the mile, and she went down to state. Second year, we were a sport, so that was that was exciting for us at school. And uh, matter of fact, at the end of the first lap, she was leading the state and it was pouring down rain. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember that. So I remember uh, a few meets. I've been down to Charleston. It was raining yeah. boys or girls weekend. It seemed like for yeah. a while, but every year in a row, it would, it would rain on one of those days. Yeah, it always seemed to rain on one of the days at the state track meets. And, uh, we went on to had some good success. 1980, we had a state champ in the shot put. Uh, interesting, they tried to change the rules after that because he scratched all three throws on Saturday. And they wanted to change the rules so that he had to start over. And of course, uh, nobody agreed. Very few people agreed to it. So they did not change that rule. And uh, went on and we had a... Uh, Tom uh, Tom Wells won the state 200 in 1988. Uh, and of course, about that time, uh, we had a young person in town. There's, we're the only school in the I-8 that didn't have all weather. And one of the parents said, how much does it cost? And I said, well, we need 100000 And she says, well, here's 30000 to start it. <laughs> So a uh, young man by the name of Jim Finley, I got him to, he was from Dwight, and you people that were from Purdue people would remember him catching a touchdown pass in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> and uh, Jim got behind us, and uh, we raised in six months $100,000 and put an all-weather track in. Wow. Turned the keys to the, the gates over to the superintendent and the principal and said, well, you guys have to maintain it now because we've got it started for you. And <laughs> it's still there. And they've resurfaced it a couple times, I guess. But uh, We got that going. And then 89, uh, we had a young lady named Katie Koontz uh, who won the state long jump as a junior and then repeated as a senior. And she went on to Purdue and become an All-American over there in uh, jumps. And now is a... I think she had pharmacy was her major, and she's a pharmacist and uh, quite an outstanding young lady. Well, we've talked a lot about uh, your track career there at uh, at Dwight, but also uh, 
on some well, helps with some basketball teams that had a lot of success and not only a lot of success, but I understand in February, you're going to be going into the, the Hall of Fame at Dwight uh, as one of the coaches for those basketball teams. Well, I'm already in there as a coach of the basketball team of 1978-79, I believe was the year that they lost uh, three games, I believe, and one of them was the eventual state champ, and they went on to, we lost five years in a row to the eventual state champ. Hmm. Uh, so was, they had quite a basketball program going there, and I was the assistant coach. And I'll be going in as the track, mainly because of my activities in track. But uh, that team in 1978-79 was inducted into the Hall of Fame there, Dwight. Uh, I think three years ago, 19, uh, 2019, I think they went inducted. I was on that team as the assistant coach. <clears throat> quite an honor, isn't it? It is. It is quite an honor. Well, so before um, you, you you left, you wind up leaving Dwight uh, as a teacher and got into to business for a while, but continued coaching. Talk a little bit about what kind of led you to get out of the of teaching for a while, and then uh, you got back in uh, in the late nineties over at Danville Area Community College. Well, in uh, 1979-80, I was teaching business and I was showing the kids how to type letters and put them in envelopes and mail them uh, as an application. So I mailed one to Caterpillar Tractor. They had a new facility down in Pontiac. And lo and behold, they called me up and wanted me to uh, interview and wanted me to start a job in March. And I said, no, I can't do that because I won't leave the school until after May. And uh, I figured, well, that was the end of that. Well, they called me in May. Well, back at that time, I was at the top of the pay scale and you couldn't strike in the state of Illinois back in 1979-80. And so I took the opportunity to go to work at Caterpillar because I had taught part-time at Joliet Junior College and at Joliet, they had an opening up, but they told me I had no, no experience. And I said, well, I've been teaching for 10 years. They said, that doesn't count as experience. <laughs> so <laughs> I went to Caterpillar. <laughs> I went to Caterpillar for four years and then switched over to Donnelly's uh, because the controller at Donnelly's, I coached his daughter, and she was on my summer track club that I had up there in Dwight time. And... So I got a job working at Donnelly's and of course, nobody wanted to coach track, it seemed like. So they just let me stay on because it was, they had big push for uh, people who weren't on staff uh, to be able to teach or coach track. If they got certified, well, I didn't have to go through the certification because I already had a teaching degree. So I stayed on as a track coach and uh, uh, kept doing that in the summer and fortunate that Caterpillar and uh, Donnelly let me get out early at three o'clock in the afternoon when normally we get off at four. Uh, they let me come in early, get off early so I could go to uh, go to my track practices. And uh, we never had a meet start early enough that I had to ever get out of work early. So I didn't have to take time off to go 
see any track meets or anything. If we had a full day meet, it was usually on the weekend. Uh, if we had one during the week, I'd just take a vacation day. Well, I was lucky had good employers in industry for that. Well, and then in 1998, uh, you wound up moving from uh, from that area over to uh, the state by the state line and uh, got a job at Danville Area Community College teaching business. And uh, originally, when you got there, you were just going to be a teacher, right? We're, weren't going to do any coaching. Wasn't going to do any coaching. I was just in there as an accounting instructor. Uh, was hired in there and uh, moved here in August and been here ever since, but uh, started teaching and uh, Larry, uh, Terry Hill asked me about uh, helping with track. So he knew I'd coached track for quite a few years. So I went over and helped him with his throwers and driving a van because we had to drive couple of vans take kids and he had quite a program going here at uh, DAC and uh, track and field and across country uh, so I helped him that spring and then the next fall I was teaching and uh, never thought anything about it but all of a sudden uh, John Spasia came up to me and said Kathy Kaler had resigned October 20th and was going to the U of I to work over there as an advisor counselor in the athletic programs. And he wanted to know if I'd coach. Well, I thought about it and I was saying, I'm going to coach 30 games. And I was refereeing about 70, 75 games at the high school and college level. And I was refereeing uh, Division II basketball at the college level and the high school boys and girls. And so I said, that's a good trade-off. I'll be home more. <laughs> well, about the third week or fourth week, I think it was about the third week, my assistant coach says, uh, guess what? You're going to go with me Friday to Danville, Indiana. And I said, well, what am I going there for? He says, we got to go recruit. And two of the mothers want to talk to you. And then all of a sudden the light bulbs come on. I'm now going to have a hundred and some days I'm going to be out on the road because uh, I got to go recruit kids, even though he's doing the legwork. I had to go meet the kids and the parents and all that. So. But I had a good run, 10 years coaching the basketball program. And uh, we had uh, two uh, academic All-Americans and two uh, on-court All-Americans. The one that you know very well is Kendra Donnelly, who's now Kendra Fruit. She Absolutely. was academic and right uh, from right here in Muhammad, Illinois. And uh, yeah, she just had an outstanding high school career, and then certainly uh, uh, stepped it up even more when she was there at the at the junior college level. So uh, yeah, an outstanding young lady. Yes, and uh, it was interesting how she got mm -hmm. here. She went to a program down in St. Louis and. Uh, coach changed and she was unhappy with it so she came back but she didn't drop out of there until after 10 days well no i contacted the ncaa and they said if she plays this year and is on your roster this year she will not be eligible she loses a year of eligibility because it would count as two years because 10 days down there and then for us so i had an open scholarship that I always kept one in the fall. 
So I told her, I will give you that scholarship. You get to practice. You're not on the roster. You cannot play. You got to know that up front. So she got to practice with us, and uh, she really helped us a lot that freshman year and was almost like an assistant coach to me. And uh, then, of course, her sophomore year, uh, we were doing a lot of fast-paced basketball. Uh, she played 21 minutes uh, a game because we kept rotating people. She averaged 20-some uh, points a game, had like seven or eight rebounds a game, had three or four assists, all in 20 minutes. Uh, so she was averaging over a minute, a point a minute that she was playing. And they announced her as an All-American. And, of course, we turned in the paperwork for that. And uh, we turned in the paperwork for her to be academic All-American, too. Because I think she had a 4.0 both years she was here. Tremendous young lady. I see her every once in a while uh, around town and over in the Catlin area. Well, and just a year or two ago, she uh, got inducted into her high school Hall of Fame here at Muhammad. So that uh, was one uh, Hall of Famer uh, eventually working with what was another Hall of Famer. So, yep. so you got out of uh, DAC and uh, probably thought you were going to retire until uh, <laughs> uh, Tim Lee at Oakwood uh, got a hold of you about an opening they had, right? Yeah. He, he, uh, I was sitting around here doing nothing, and my wife thought I was bored, so she thought I had a sub-teach, so I set up my sub-teaching. Uh, was out there at uh, Oakwood, and he walked into the last hour of the day. I was doing, had a study hall class I was subbing for. I'd been there all day, and he knew me from coaching at DAC and everything. He walked up and said, uh, you got a resume handy? And I said, got one on my computer. And he said, I need a business teacher. He said, why don't you uh, turn in a, a resume to me? So I went ahead and applied. We had a meeting with the, their committee that made the decisions, and I was hired to be the uh, uh, teacher of business there, and uh, no no coaching involved in that first year. So then the the spring, the coach that was going to coach the next fall wasn't available, and he'd gotten him a job. So. I ended up, they asked me if I'd coach track or golf. And, uh, I did that, and then I helped with the track team while I was there for three years. Also. And then uh, switched over from uh, from track into, into golf. Into the golf, yes. Yep. Talk about that experience, because I'm sure that was a, a nice experience. You had some very good individuals there at Oakwood, didn't you? We had some good individuals there at Oakwood. and. Uh, that first year, I had four seniors, and they were pretty good, and we ended up uh, qualifying for sectionals. Um, that was a good start. <laughs> and uh, Brandon Rowe was a senior, and he had been in state three straight years, and uh, I kidded Tim after our, uh, he did not qualify his senior year, and I told Tim, I said, you're probably going to fire me now. And I said, kid's in the state golf match for three years, and then I come in, and coaching him into not getting there. So he <laughs> chuckled and said, no, it wasn't nothing to do with that. So, and then uh, another person on that team that uh, is uh, Lucas Hoshauer, who uh, both of those went on and played. Uh, Trent Hicks went on to Wisconsin and played golf. So three out of the four seniors 
went on and played golf at the college level. And uh, Lucas came back to the area and he is, uh, he volunteered one year and then I got him to get his certification. So last year he helped me coach. And uh, when I resigned this year to hopefully, uh, I recommend him to be the new head coach. So we'll have to wait and see what the school does with that. I know he's put in his application for that. So he's got a nice well, young you, man. So. And you just recently resigned too. I mean, I think it was within yes. the last week that uh, that you decided you, you'd had enough after uh, 56 years, huh? Yeah. Last year, uh, last week, uh, I talked to my wife over the weekend and everything. And I said, you know, I think it's just time for me to step down. I've enjoyed it. And it's been a lot of fun, but started losing some of my enthusiasm. Uh, and so I went in and talked to John Odell, who's retiring, and him and I started at Oakwood at the same time. And I said, you're leaving, and I said, it's time for me to step down. So I submitted my resignation. And last Wednesday, I turned in the keys and all the information I have. And I'm no longer the track or the golf coach. And uh, Lynn saw me and said, well, you might have to come back and help me with the track a little bit. And I said, who knows? I might volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to ask, what, what are you going to do with all your free time now? Well, my wife says I'm on the golf course too much. So <laughs> uh, we got things to do around here and we'd like to travel a little bit. Uh, we were talking uh, yesterday and Saturday night and yesterday. Uh, maybe we go to Cooperstown because she's a big Cardinals fan and uh, we've never either one been to Cooperstown. So we might go take a trip. And, uh, do some traveling. We never had that opportunity when I was coaching all the time and doing my recruiting of the college level. With the 10 years I was there, we just never got to take many trips. And so hopefully we can do some traveling now. Well, you certainly earned it after, uh, I can't think of many people that have been uh, involved in coaching in so many different sports for 50 plus years. I think if I counted right, you did uh, you did basketball for boys and girls or men and women. You did baseball, golf for boys and girls, football and track. So uh, that covers almost the sports that are that are out there. So that's uh, quite quite a legacy. Yeah, quite a few sports. Uh, did coach at Schlarman Academy for the. That's how I got into golf because Jerry O'Neill, who's the sports rep here and an assistant coach at Schlarman for quite a few years, him and I are golf partners out at uh, Turtle Run and we're walking down the sixth fairway and he said Sharma needs a golf coach for the fall and I he knew I had given up the basketball at that so he knew I wasn't coaching anything and he says I turned your name in to be the head golf coach <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I got into the coaching golf and he said send him to the PGA pro the local local pro and we, that's what I always told the guys and, and gals too because when I was coaching at Schlarman, I had that opportunity. And uh, one year, uh, I was also the assistant girls basketball coach at Schlarman. Did that for a year. And then uh, I didn't, uh, didn't do it the next year that the head coach quit. And a young man named Keith Peoples took over. And, of course, we know what happened to the program at Schlarman after that. His, his daughter came in and they had quite a good bunch of kids coming up through the ranks. And, uh, it went up they, rapidly, didn't it? That it was, uh, that was quite a yes. yes, indeed. Yeah. 
All right, we've been talking today with uh, with Lyle Hicks, who is now a retired uh, coach, and we certainly wish him the, the best in these years ahead and a lot of traveling. And, you know, when you get to Cooperstown, don't just look at those Cardinal people that are there. Take a look at some of the Cub people as well. Well, I won't look at the, too many of the Cubs people. I might look at a couple of them, but I'm a Dodger fan. So <laughs> i got a few well, Dodgers got some good to look too. at, too. Yeah. There they you go. There's plenty things. to look at. Yep. All right. Well, Lyle, thanks for your time and best wishes. I'm sure we'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you, Fred. And uh, you keep, uh, keep, stay safe. All right. I will. Thank you. Keep, keep baking those pies. <laughs> we will.